back. Welcome back to the A Beautiful Beginning podcast. This is your host, Shakia. It's four o'clock in the morning, and I got woke up out of my sleep to tell you this. <laughs> and I feel like I should have did a recording like earlier when this whole thing first came to mind. But we had at my job one of our patients um, whose mother died. And um, we have to escort them. Sometimes by security and shackles. But yesterday, I don't think he had like a pending crime. So he didn't have to go shackled and with a guard. So I had to go with him and and social worker. And he had not been home in quite a while. And um, needless to say, when I got there, I was kind of disappointed by the way his family received him. Because I knew that they had not seen him in such a while. And he had not had any visitation, so that means they had not come down to visit him. Even though it was like a good two-hour drive, um, he not had any visitors. And they had not really seen him in quite a while. And over, from what I was told, over five years. And it just kind of bothered me knowing that his mom had died. It was just him and his brother left. That his family just kind of, to me, disregarded him. Because he had done some things that had caused him to be where he was. And um, throughout the funeral, I was sitting there with him. um, And they talked about his mom. I realized his mom had some issues too. Um, Just from a lot of the stuff that they had been saying, I realized she had issues. And that there had been some some difficulty there with them growing up. His brother having a disability. He having a illness. Um, that's not always understood in the black, the black church, the black community. Mental illness is not always understood. And it's not always given a pass. You know, if, if you have diabetes, there's a pass. <laughs> If you have, like, say, some type of heart disease, that's a pass. Um, if you have cancer, that's a pass. Um, if you have some visible disability, like you are hearing impaired or visually impaired, that's a pass. But nobody gives a pass to something they cannot see. And nobody gives a pass to something they don't understand. And so, when we were at the church and we were sitting there... I realized there were no pictures of him in her obituary. There were a picture of his other brother, but there were no pictures of him. And he just kept looking. He kept looking at the picture section. And I was like, how could his family totally disregard him? How could they do that? How could you sit next to this person and claim that y'all are such a good Christian family, a good holy group, you know? 
you get up and give so many dissertations about God and how good God is and she loved God and da 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 and you know and it was like people are not forgiving. <sighs> so like last week, way before any of this, I was online and I saw this pastor who had was preaching. And in a commentary, I, I looked at what he was saying. I said, whoa, that's major. And I thought about that yesterday. And that's what I want to talk about today. Sometimes we make mistakes. Our parents make mistakes. Our grandparents have made mistakes. We have generational curses that we're dealing with. Right? And... Though we ask for forgiveness, God does forgive. And he explained it. And I say that a lot on this podcast. God will forgive. He loves us. He cares about his children. He does. There is a such thing as grace and mercy. If you're listening to this, you probably are still here because of his grace and mercy. It could have been an accident that could have taken you out. It could have been an illness that could have taken you out. It could have been a relationship that could have taken you out, but God. It could have been anything that could have taken you out, but God. But then there are sometimes things that we have to deal with in life called consequences. Consequences. The consequences of our actions. You've been doing drugs for the past 10, 20 years. And in the past five years of your life you came to your senses and you gave your life to Christ and as you give your life to Christ you feel like you're free and a burden has lifted well now you got liver disease that has led to cancer and in the last five years of your life you've been fighting you've been fighting And you feel as though there's no quality there. And somebody on the outside looking in will say, I know he said God saved him, but look how much he suffered. Yes. Yes. God did save. And God does love. And God does forgive. But the consequences of our actions, they always stick with us. They always stick with us. We, a lot of us know that we're not supposed to have premarital sex. We're not supposed to. Not out of wedlock. And here, a lot of us have children. No husband. No wife. The consequence is that it's not always easy to do it alone. Sure, God provides. And God protects. And he comforts. But the consequences of our actions is that it's not always easy. And when I sat there yesterday, I thought about the fact that sometimes we want people to just forgive. And we forget. The consequences of our actions. (laughs) 
if you don't be careful of how you speak to people and how you treat them, they don't forget. They don't forget. We're human. We're not God. We don't forget. And as hard as many of us may try to just let it go, it doesn't always happen that way. I learned after I got back that he had said when he got the call from his dad that his mom had died. When I was there, I asked him, I said, were you more so around your mom's family or your dad? And he said, my dad. When I looked and I saw the house that his dad stayed in and and I listened to what people were saying about his mom and that she was very, you know, kind of unstable. She would get a house here and stay this place and then move to another place. And they said, well, you know, she never kept a place to stay. She would always move around a lot. She moved a lot. Whereas his dad had established himself and he had a nice home and built his life again. His dad remarried. And was doing well. And so he was, he and his brother were mostly with his dad. And I wonder how many times we get upset with people for getting upset about something that happened. That they're having a hard time forgiving. And we don't really see the full picture. Like... If his family is is really upset more so because he didn't have a relationship with her, but they didn't see it from the other side. What about how she wasn't stable for him and how he did hurt for that? How he did long for that? How he was hurt by things she said and did? You know, going from pillar to post and having to stay with my, my dad when I really want my mama. Not having a stable home there. We have a lot of times with kids and um, you hear some horrible stories of children whose parents were on drugs and they would even go so far as prostituting out their own children for a hit. And here it is years later, not saying that happened to him, but I've heard, I've seen and, and seen, you know, heard many stories of how that's happened to many of the children we See, and adults. And can you imagine years later, your mother coming back into your life and saying, I've been saved. I want you to forgive me. That child, a lot of times, will always remember I needed you. And you were not available to me. Now, the church would ultimately automatically say, you're supposed to forgive because God forgives. But the consequence of what the mother did, the consequence of what they may have said, is having a child that just does not want to be bothered. The hurt and the pain may be too much. I think that instead of just automatically feeling that it should be done, in my opinion, in my opinion, pray that God will lighten our heart. Pray that God will 
come into their life in some type, way, form, or fashion and show them that you really are trying. Because, like, for that child who's been abused by that parent as a, as a, as a little kid or has been treated in any kind of way or bad or abused by a parent when they were little, you don't just forget that stuff once you become a teenager. That's half of the reason they act out. More than half of the reason they act out. And as an adult, they will hold and and they will hold that. So instead of just saying to that person, you need to forgive because that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward in your life and da 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 da. I would say to the offender, be patient. Continue to reach out, to continue to try to love on them. But be patient and pray and ask God to lighten their heart so that they will be able to receive the love that you're trying to give. Remember, with those kids, they're not primarily used to their parent loving them. They're used to their parent torturing them, picking on them all the time, you know, disappointing them all the time. They're used to that parent using them all the time. And so it's not easy for that person to just turn it off and we're just going to move forward because that's what God says, because God forgives and you need to forgive too. And it's so funny how people all of a sudden become Christian and feel that everybody just needs to forgive me. And it's like, look, these are the consequences of your action. One of those consequences are the people who you love may not love you. Especially when they remember what you did to them. It takes time. And it's so, so important because for that particular person in that particular space and time, it is more important that that person, the person that they have offended, right? Just forgives them. But you know what I feel is more important is that that person gives that other person grace. Understand that it may not be easy. It may not be easy. When I saw him walk up to his mom's casket, I got up with him. Because I had to sit right there with him. That's a consequence of your actions. You can't go nowhere without somebody being up under. You got to be right by you. We got up. And I realized he couldn't look at her. He sat and he looked at the casket and he cried and cried and cried when he finally opened it. And he just couldn't do it. He went, He just walked out. He couldn't do anything else. He was ready to go. And I really hurt because I felt like he was more willing to be around his family, the people who he's been around for years the people in the facility, in the institution, more than he wanted to be around his own natural family. He had no connection to them anymore. And that hurts. 
Because somewhere along the line, somebody stopped caring. You stay in trouble too much. He gets on my nerves. All I'm going to do for him is pray. I ain't got no time to be bothered with people like that. Did you call? Did you visit? You know, it's a lot of times people that claim they're so Christian forget that God will want to see where you actually can forgive yourself. Where you can actually extend grace and mercy. And that is the thing that I think challenged me the most. Is when I realized that God was saying to me, I want to see that you can do what you ask others to do. I want to see if you can do it. Because a lot of times we automatically just assume or just not assume, but just more so feel that the people that we love should love us. The people that we've hurt should forgive us. The people that we disappointed should just let it all go. But I realized yesterday that it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Especially when that person has a huge offense against you. And when it's a continuum. A continuum in my book is in a family of people, like I saw yesterday, where everything that you've done matters more to them than your soul salvation. You know, they'd rather get up in front of a church and hoop and holler and talk about God but they don't exhibit that same grace and mercy that God gives to their own family because they feel like, well, you're not doing what I'm doing and you're, 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 you were in the streets and you didn't do. And it's like, when are you going to let that go? And when it gets so bad to where the person don't even want to be bothered. (laughs) Okay. With family, you've offended that person so much to where you talk about how you don't want to be bothered. And now, their heart is hardened. They don't care for you. Love is not there. The light has been dim. They don't even want to be around you. I feel like so many families and so many times people deal with stuff like that. It's so sad. And it's because I feel on both ends, there's some selfishness. And forgiveness takes selflessness. See, it's easy for somebody at the end of their life to say, God has forgiven me. You need to forgive me. I'm in the church now. I'm doing this, 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 and that. And they want their children or their spouse or their fam- other family members, brothers, sisters, parents to even forgive them for the things that they had done, you know, because we ultimately have all been taught that, hey, if you don't forgive, you're going to block your blessings. That's what we've always, at least for me, I've always been taught you'll block your blessings. And there's some things that I just felt with some family members. I just did not want to forgive them. Because I felt like they were always mean to me. I felt like, you know, when you lie 
and you say certain things, I just don't want to forgive you for that because you've not taken the time to actually come to me and humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that is where that forgiveness begins. And a lot of times, a lot of times, people will not do it. They ain't going to apologize for what they said and did. I can tell you that. They ain't going to do it. They're not. They just feel like you should just automatically forgive. But the consequences to what they have done is the light has been dimmed. My heart has been hardened. And there's no love there. At least not for them. And that's the way I felt yesterday is that that light has been dimmed. It's so easy to tell people to forgive when we ourselves won't forgive them for not forgiving us. And we think it's supposed to be something that's so easy. But it's not. It's not. And to be 100% honest, that's a consequence of your actions. When you realize, you know... I always did this and that to so-and-so. I always talked to them a certain way. I always treated them a certain way. To me, it allows you to see the full extent of what you've done. But it does not mean that that person is going to readily forgive you. Because they're wrestling. Inner turmoil, that spiritual warfare... You know, where it's not against flesh and blood. The wrestling. Where in the flesh, they're trying to move on with their life and they're trying to let it go. But then their mind always takes them back. It's a spiritual warfare. The adversary does not want to see more people get along and love one another. So it's always going to be those thoughts of how they treated me, why they said that to me. And so because that warfare is something that goes on, like I said about mental illness, it's something you cannot see. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. You have to give that person grace. Pray for them. Pray with them. Pray for them. That it will be released. Because sometimes in the flesh, we try. But the memories of the abuse, the memories of what was said or done, they continue to linger on. And we're human. None of us are perfect. And none of us can fight that fight alone. So if you truly love that person and you truly want that forgiveness and you want to see y'all move forward, whether it's co-workers or family or friends, pray for them. Pray that God will help them to release that so that they will have less thoughts about the things 
that always harm them. Less thoughts about the abuse. Less thoughts about the shame. Less thoughts about the traumas. Less. Less. Way less who is none. Pray that God will lighten our heart. Pray that they will have a sense of peace and joy and clarity. And you know, there's something that I always thought, you know, when knowledge comes understanding, but wait a minute, wait a minute, I got it wrong, y'all, hold on. With knowledge, there's wisdom. With wisdom, there's understanding. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The way I've always felt is that you can learn something off the top, right? When you become more so of a master of it, you gain gain, more time with it, you um, gain a good insight, right? So you understand it better. And over time, you gain more wisdom about like everything that you interact with regarding that. And I feel that with that person, you need to pray for knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and the strength to stand. Because when they realize that it wasn't all their fault, and when they realize that it really wasn't all your fault, you were dealing with a drug addiction because you too had been molested or sexually assaulted or raped or abused physically as a child. And you didn't deal. You didn't know how to manage the thoughts. And you self-medicated. You put a smile on your face and you self-medicated. And now you cause harm to your child. The reason I say they're going to need the strength to stand because that's hard to realize that the person that I hated so much for what they did allowed to happen to my life had things happen to them too. So this was pretty heavy (laughs) for four o'clock in the morning, but I was so aggravated that I had to get up and talk about it. Because it just kept coming up in my head multiple times, y'all. Multiple times. And yesterday was the, the, the pinnacle. I thought about the fact that he's dealing with the consequences. Yes, of his actions. Because, you know, like I said, with mental illness, it's something that you cannot necessarily see. Put your hand on and touch it and say, well, oh, that's what that is. And so a lot of times in the black community, we disregard people. We disregard them and we disregard their experiences and things that could have led them there. And we only look at their actions. If that person was hell on wheels, they was always stealing something, always fighting, cussing people out, disrespectful. That's what we see. But we don't see to the core. Okay? It's what we don't see that matters most. So that's all I have to say this this morning. Because I've got to go back to bed. 
And um, I pray that it's something that has resonated with any, all and you know, all, all, all of you. And I hope that it helps um, in learning to forgive, but also having the grace to allow that person time to heal. You know, praying for them in that process, being present for them. Pray for and with them. And also, just like I said, giving grace. We, a lot of times, get upset with people because they don't get over something we said or done. But we have to remember, you know, it takes time. You know, it takes time. There are like so many times where we have like disappointed God and said and did multiple things, yet we're still alive, yet we still have. And I feel in a sense, though, I'm going to be honest, I feel in a sense that it just kind of like seems like we're spoiled little kids. Our father always loves us and he protects us and we know that. And so sometimes I feel like we take advantage of that. And we don't think about the consequences of our actions. And although our father loves us and he truly cares about us. And he's always willing to give us grace. We forget that the consequences are the consequences. You stole that car, you're going to do the time. You out there uh, pick uh, pocket picketing. Is it picket pocket? Stealing stuff. You are out there stealing stuff. You're going to do the time. You harm that child. You'll do the time. You hurt your loved one. You'll do the time. You cheated on your spouse. You're going to do the time. And the time is that hurt and that pain that you have caused may or may not be easily forgiven. It's the consequences. Again, We're all spoiled. We say we're not, but we are. Because every time we get in church, we go on about the fact that we have a good, good God that loves us and cares for us. He always calls us friend. He is our father. He gives grace and mercy. Yes, he does love us. And our father, in spite of how bad we are, provides for us, comforts us protects us but that does not mean that we're not going to deal with the consequences of our actions so with that said i'm going to go back to bed i hope that you all will continue to shine bright and have a great day